everyone, welcome to today's podcast. Today we're talking about stress and weight loss. This is one of the main things that you've got to resolve if you wanna lose the weight you wanna lose. If you're stressed out all the time, which you probably are if you're like the typical American in 2023, um, it's gonna make weight loss almost impossible for a number of reasons, physical, mental, emotional reasons. And so making your relaxation and stress relief a core part of your weight loss is a really smart strategy. Not only is it gonna help you lose the weight, but you feel a lot better, right? Feeling like stress sucks. So why does stress you know, relate and cause weight gain? Um, I think we all know cortisol, right? That's the stress hormone and that triggers our body to hold on to, to fat. So we know that part. Um, but what I want to focus in on is more the mental side of it. And so when you are stressed, really what's going on on a physical level is you're activating your sympathetic nervous system, your fight, flight, or freeze response. And in that state, what's happening is the blood's going from your brain down to your body so that you can fight, flight, or freeze. And that is not a state that you are able to make good food choices in, right? Because it's kind of a double whammy effect. The first one is that you kind of release adrenaline, your, your muscles get tight, and you become very reactive, right? Because again, the, the blood's not in your brain. You're not, you're not thinking about philosophical questions when you're being chased by a tiger, right? And so when you're feeling stressed and your sympathetic nervous system is activated, you tend to, when you see food cues or you know, think of those foods that, that are causing you to gain weight, you have less ability to say no to them, right? And you start craving those foods on top of it. When we're stressed, we crave unhealthier foods because it becomes a distraction from the stress typically, and the foods themselves do activate our pleasure centers. So the eating foods um, that are kind of on, on the unhealthy side of things, hyperpalatable processed foods, it does trigger our pleasure centers. It does make us feel better for a moment. It is that stress relief, okay? So when you're stressed, it's very difficult to eat well, you know, for most people. And so as you start to relax yourself and bring, you know, stress relief into the forefront of your focus of mastering your weight, what happens is you activate your parasympathetic nervous system, your rest and digest, your pause and plan system. And now the blood goes from the muscles up to your brain. And now you can think more clearly and you have naturally kind of reduced the unhealthy cravings a bit because you feel better. You're more calm physically. And now on top of it, you can think a lot more clearly, right? You're using more of your brain now. And so it's easier to make healthier choices. So again, this is one of those things where you really want to think of stress relief as kind of a preventative way to influence your weight, right? Because again, if you're stressed all the time, you're always fighting against these cravings nonstop and you have limited ability to say no to them. And so by focusing on relaxing yourself more and de-stressing in ways that don't involve food, you start to reduce that stress level. And the lower your stress levels, the easier it is to make healthier food choices and live a lifestyle that helps you master your weight once and for all. So make this a cornerstone of your weight loss approach. And that being said, if you reflect on how you've been trying to lose weight, if you've been a dieter and you've been using diets primarily, you're probably gonna notice that you are actually increasing your stress levels when you try to lose weight in the past, right? Because if you're, you know, you start a diet, typically you're already stressed already. But anyways, anytime you start a diet, it doesn't matter what it is, keto, Weight Watchers, literally any of them. Anytime you go to drastically change your behaviors, it's stressful, right? Because now you have to consciously kind of think about things that you were doing automatically. And so it's a lot more pressure. And so what people are a lot of times doing when they start their weight loss plan is they're already stressed to begin with, and now they're adding more stress on top of it. And then they wonder why they can only stick with it for a couple of days or a couple of weeks. That's because you kind of burn out, 
right? You, you don't have the resources to keep going. So again, the idea here is a much different approach where we're almost starting by relaxing, calming down, filling our, our kind of energy wells, our, our motivation, our, our emotions, our mental wells. We're filling them back up by focusing on natural, genuine stress relief and relaxation and calm. And now all of a sudden the entire weight loss process transforms. It changes. I can imagine you probably have never approached your weight loss in a calm, relaxed, energized way, right? You, you approach almost in a panic, an anxious, stressful panic. And so if you can calm down and relax, again, this, it doesn't even just give you more power. It connects you to the power you already have. <clears throat> You've got the ability to make the right choices. You're not activating those choices though. You're not activating those abilities because you're probably in a chronic state of stress. Okay, so what I want you to do is just take a little bit of time and relax today. A minute or two is all you need to, by the way, at least to start to realize how much better you can feel. Because when we get in chronic states of stress, we lose perspective on how stressed we are because everything's habitual. And we start to just habituate and acclimate to a high level of stress. But if you take a couple days and a few moments in the morning, a few minutes in the afternoon, you bring this stress down and relax. And you can do it as simply by just doing progressive relaxation, relaxing your body, breathing more deeply, calming down, and enter that place a little bit over the next couple of days and notice how it impacts you. Notice how it affects your cravings, your ability to choose the right foods, and think to yourself, would it be easier for me to master my weight if I felt this way more often? And I think the answer you're gonna find is yes, it absolutely would. And as you approach weight loss this way, again, not only are you gonna get better results, but you instantly, instantly feel better, instantly. The moment you relax, and start taking some deeper breaths and calming down, you instantly feel better. And that feeling better is what you're looking for. And so you can start to feel better right now. And the entire weight mastery path is one of feeling better right now. You'll feel even better when the weight comes off. But the mistake a lot of people make is I'll feel better once the weight comes off and I won't feel better until then. And that, you don't need to think that way. You can think of feel better right now. And if you make that the cornerstone foundation of your weight loss, Again, not only are you going to get better results, but it's going to feel a lot better the entire way. All right. So give this some thought and test it out and see how it impacts you. All right. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. Happy to answer them. Let me scroll up here and see if anyone asked them. But yeah, anything you guys are thinking, any weight loss questions you have, I will at least give you some feedback. I can't answer everything. I'm not a nutritionist, not a dietitian, but. What I think you will find is that I have a lot of different takes on things that are really, really valuable um, because what you don't realize is you've been conditioned to think about weight loss from one direction. You know, you think of it like a dieter. Your entire life you've been conditioned to think like a dieter. And now you sit here watching me, probably with a dieter mindset, as someone who has been trying to lose weight and master their weight for a long time and not getting the results you want. Um, someone asked, how often do you suggest weighing yourself? Okay, great question. My answer is, well, the, the cornerstone of the program yourself then approach, the core, core philosophy is that there's no right or wrong, there's only what works for you. So I say that to you before I give you my answer. Um, meaning that some people absolutely hate the scale. It's triggering to them, they, they despise it, they don't wanna have anything to do with it. If that's you, I suggest don't use the scale. So don't weigh yourself at all, okay? However, if you're going to use the scale, which is where I fall, when I lost weight, I use the scale. Um, if you're gonna use the scale, I suggest using it every day. Okay, why? Because what I learned from weighing myself every day 
my weight can fluctuate about five pounds. That's kind of the max, okay? And so in one day, 24 hours, my weight could fluctuate five pounds. So let's say you're weighing yourself weekly, right? And so let's say the first day you get on the scale and you're down four pounds, right? And the next week you get on the scale and you're up four pounds just from that random, you know, you know, shift. Well, now it looks like you put eight pounds on. You ate well all week and now it looks like you put, you know, five, six, seven pounds on and you're ready to <laughs> kill someone, right? You're definitely not going to continue with the plan. Now, if you weighed yourself every day, you know, you would have weighed yourself, you know, four pounds down, you know, maybe you would have realized it's a four pound shift. That doesn't feel too great, but then you, you normalize to it. But what happens is it's giving you a much more accurate picture of how your weight responds. Everyone's weight's a little bit different, you know? And so I think that it's, um, I, I think it's important that you get a clear picture of, of what your body does. Everyone's a little different. And another really important thing I learned from weighing myself every day is that, I now have the knowledge that it takes about two weeks for my weight shifts to show up. Meaning, if I start eating healthier and, and cut the calories down, it'll take about two weeks for that weight loss to show up consistently. And if I start overeating, eating more, it'll take about two weeks for that weight gain to show up consistently. And that's been so helpful for both reasons. One is, because if I start eating more and, and that week I don't put any weight on, you know, I used to be like, well, Look at me, I guess I can eat whatever I want now. Oh, you know, that wasn't true. You know what I mean? Now two weeks went by and now, you know, I've gotten let two weeks go by and now the weight starts going up. So the other piece is that when I want to lose weight, I don't expect any results for two weeks. And that's really important for me to know. Because if I think I'm gonna get the results in four days, but my body takes a little bit longer to let it go, I'm setting myself up for failure, right? Because I may be doing all the things to lose weight, but my body just lets go of the weight a little slower. So again, you know, one thing I've learned, I've been doing this for 20 years done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. Everybody is different, okay? And so I think th there's no rule of, of how people lose weight. That's why those weight loss calculators are just guesstimates. You know what I mean? Like they're just guesstimates. Those, those are the things you should avoid because there's nothing worse than putting this idea in your mind and then you don't live up to it. It's very discouraging. So anyways, back to the scale. I think it's important that you have a real clear idea of it. The other piece that I like personally is, listen, that scale, if you're scared of it, there's so much like subconscious emotion around that scale, you know? And to me, it's like, I want to work through all that. I want to be able to, in an ideal world, and this is where I'm at now. Now again, this takes some work. I want to make that clear. But ideally, I want you to think of the, the scale like the speedometer of your car, right? You're not scared to look at the speedometer of your car. You look at it, and if you're going too fast, you know how to slow down. If you're going too slow, you know how to speed up. And so when you know how to control your weight, when you know how to control your eating and your lifestyle, and you can master your weight, the scale isn't this scary thing. The scale is scary to you because you have no real idea of how to lose weight. You've got these vague ideas. Oh, I got to cut carbs out. I got to cut my calories down. Those are just tactics, folks. You know what I mean? You need a comprehensive system. And when you have a comprehensive system that includes your mindset, lifestyle, eating strategies, that's when you feel a sense of mastery. And now looking at the scale, you know, listen, I don't really weigh myself as much anymore because I just, I'm at the same weight, you know, but if I get on the scale and it goes up, yeah, there's a little bit of, oh, but I've learned how to deal with that. I have strategies now to deal with that emotion. And then most importantly is I know I can enact the strategies to bring my weight back down to where I want it to be. So again, that scale to me is like a, um, an emotional mirror that shows you where you're at emotionally with your weight and your belief that you can control it. So I hope that helps you out, you know? Um, 
Yeah, that's what I do. I like staying engaged. Yeah, and it's engaged. Yeah, but that, so I'm glad you said that too. Because when you step on that scale every day, in a, and, and again, it's not just stepping on the scale, folks. So program yourself then. It's really about influencing how you think and feel. That, that's, the, that's the main thing you're missing from your weight loss plan. So if you, oh, I don't like to scale, whatever. Well, we work on that. And the, and the answer becomes, right? Because most people go, I can't step on the scale. It's just too triggering. Well, as if that's like set in stone. You can influence all kinds of things, folks. What if your goal was to say, I want to be able to use the scale every day. I want to step on every day to keep myself engaged and focused. And I want to be able to step on it in a calm, relaxed way. And you say, oh, I'll never be able to do that. Well, why wouldn't you be able to? How do you stay calm and relaxed? Well, you relax your body, you breathe. <sighs> Mentally, you say, okay, this is just the beginning of the process. I'm using this as feedback. And I'm going to get better and better and better at mastering my lifestyle, my eating, and my weight. And I'm going to master this. And this is a piece of it. And part of me being able to take control of this scale is being able to remain calm and relaxed and focused on the big picture here. I don't care what this scale says today because I'm on the path of mastering my weight forever. Okay, just as an example, right? Now, you'd never thought that because you're just in the, oh, I'm triggered by the scale. I step on the scale. I need everything in the house. You know, that's your problem. You don't have any, you have no awareness of how to change your thoughts and your feelings. And so in this case, we're talking about your thoughts and feelings about the scale. But the real thing is, is how do you change your thoughts and feelings about yourself, about food, about your lifestyle behaviors, activity, things like that. And you have no idea how to do that. You just try and follow a plan. <laughs> right? But anyways, it needs more of that. Happy to be alive says, what's your take on intuitive eating? I like intuitive eating as, an, as a goal. If you're overweight, you, please don't intuitive eat. <laughs> your, intu your intuitions can be good or bad. So, so you hear what I'm saying? Intuitions are just, that, that's what I deal in that, right? So your subconscious mind, that's what I deal with with people. And so your intuition is just automatic thoughts and behaviors that happen. And if you're overweight, you, my, so me for, I'll just speak for myself. Myself, when I was 50 pounds heavier and I ate the way I used to eat and drank the way I used to drink, uh, you don't want to trust those intuitions. <laughs> those intuitions are what got me in trouble. Now, over the years, I have transformed those intuitions so that now I can trust my intuitions and my thoughts and my automatic responses, cravings, behaviors, because I've trained them to be the ones that keep me at the weight I want to be at. But if you're starting off, again, overweight and out of control of the eating, nah, your intuitions are shot. That, that, that's the problem. You need to change your intuitions. <laughs> but that's a great question. How do you do that? And that's where I feel like I've got, you know, something that's very unique because you're not trying to change your intuitions. You're trying to fight against them, right? Your intuitions say, hey, it's eight o'clock. Let's go eat some ice cream, <laughs> right? Oh, shit. Don't listen to those intuitions, you know, if you want to lose weight. And so, you, you know, you have those intuitions. Hey, you know, it's the afternoon. Let's get a candy bar. And then you try and consciously with your willpower say, no, 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 no. You know, and that, that's how you're, that's your weight loss plan in a nutshell is you trying to fight against your intuitions, you know, your, your automatic thoughts, cravings, behaviors, you know, and that's the problem because the intuitions happen automatically. Your subconscious mind happens on autopilot. You know, it's like riding a bike, right? You, you can learn to ride a bike. Then you could not ride a bike for 50 years and then you can get back on a bike and you know how to ride it. Well, how is that possible? Right. It's because your subconscious mind, once it learns something, holds on to things. It's a very energy efficient part of your brain. Well, guess what? All of your eating behaviors are subconsciously oriented. They just run on autopilot. And every time you go on a diet, what you're trying to do is you're trying to fight against those automatic things. So to give you an example, it's eight o'clock at night, right? Oh, eight o'clock. Let's, let's go get some cookies. That, that's what you've done the last three years. You just automatically sit down on the sofa. You put the TV on. Let's get some cookies. Let's get some, no, no, no. We're on a diet. We're on a diet. We can't do that. No, we're not going to do that. Okay. 
two minutes later. Hey, what about the, hey, where are those cookies? It's 8.03 now. What are we doing? No, no, no. We're on a diet. We can't eat the cookies there. We're not eating the cookies anymore. Remember? We're on a diet. Okay. Uh, what about ice cream? Can we get some ice cream? No. <laughs> right. And it's this over and over and over and over again. And it doesn't work because this part, the willpower part takes a lot of energy and the, the subconscious part just runs on autopilot, you know? And so that's why, you know, you could even be on a diet for months or a year and all of a sudden you kind of slip up and what happens? You go right back to how you were before you started it. How's that possible? Because of your subconscious programming, you know, you never change that. Um, well, that's why I gain weight two weeks after Disney World every time. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, if your weight's like mine, yeah, it takes about two weeks for me to kind of notice real changes. Again, there's always little fluctuations that are based on you know, the moon, salt consumption, water consumption, just there's a million things that'll make your weight go up and down, you know, day to day. But you need to start to notice the trend lines of when when you're genuinely making progress on getting it down and when it's starting to go up. And by the way, here's one other thing too, I think about using the scale consistently is you start to get a sense of where your weight loss is at. So I know I kind of said that, but I want to make this explicit because you as a dieter have crazy fucking ideas about how fast you're going to lose weight. <laughs> you, and it's not your fault. You've been conditioned. You've seen millions of diet ads in your life. And these ads are always pushing. It's always the before and after picture, how long it took. And in your mind, you're thinking two, three pounds a week probably is probably the baseline setting. And if you don't achieve that, it feels like a failure, you know? Um, so, so you gotta, you gotta watch that. You gotta figure out what, how does my body release weight? Because if you think you're going to lose two, three pounds a week, but you got a metabolism that slowly loses weight, well, that's not a big deal. I know you want it to be fast. I understand that. But so what? So, so it's slower. So now you have to you have to reframe your expectations here. And, and you're not doing that. I can almost guarantee you, your expectations far outpace the reality of what you can lose. And that's a huge part of why you get discouraged and frustrated and all the rest of it. You know, um, there's a great saying, and I really live by this, and, and this is what I teach in the program. Most people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. You know, you're so programmed and conditioned and geared to thinking about weight loss as this short-term thing that you're just going to try and do as quickly as possible and extremely possible that you never think about your weight loss in a slow, systematic, strategic, long-term way. And that's the secret. That's the way to create the changes you want in a comfortable way that's sustainable, which is what you truly want. Um, but again, you're conditioned to think about things in a very short time frame. Um, how do you be disciplined enough to work out consistently? Um, I don't really work out very much. I, could, I couldn't answer this specifically because that's not really my specialty, um, working out. I, I am a master of habits, I would say. So my suggestion would be that your workout... I think you're right about consistency. I think consistency is people's biggest challenge with weight loss. And the reason is everyone's all or nothing, right? Everyone's all or nothing with the diets, with the workouts. And so a lot of times people are doing nothing and now they're really motivated. Now they're going to work out four days a week. Okay, well, have fun with that because after the first couple of times, what's, what goes on? You're tired, you're hungry, you're sore. You might've hurt yourself, right? That's, that's typically what happens to people. And that, that, how are you going to be consistent, right? How are you going to be consistent if you're absolutely, you know, feel like shit after you've worked out three days in a row really intensely? People do this all the time. And so what I would suggest is, and you're not going to believe this, but if you start thinking in phases, folks, once you start extending your time frame, then you can start thinking in phases. You can be strategic. So let's just say you, you haven't exercised in 10 years, okay? And you want to start exercising again. And so you say, well, last time I exercised, I used to work out four days a week. That's what I got to do. Okay, so you're starting off with this body that hasn't worked out in 10 years, this mindset that hasn't gone to the gym or done any working out for 10 years. And now you're going to go right back to the extreme, all or nothing, 
right? And so you do it for a couple of times and now you feel like shit, you don't want to do it. All your associations to working out now are all negative. You hate it. You're sore. You're hungry. You're tired. All this stuff. So if you want to create consistency, which I think is the first thing you should want to do, use a technique I call reduce to the ridiculous. So the first phase is let's just create some consistency. Let's just get you working out every day for five minutes, right? Just so you can say, or however, maybe five days a week, right? Monday through Friday, I want to work out five minutes and you pick a time, right? Because the biggest mistake people make with the working out is, okay, I'm going to start working out this week. What? When? You know, you know what drives so much of your life? There's a part of your brain called procedural memory. And it basically just does like, well, this happens and this happens and this happens and this happens. Do you ever notice folks that you do the same thing kind of day after day? I mean, Mondays are different than Thursdays. So each day has got its own unique thing to it. But like today's Wednesday, right? So tomorrow's Thursday. You have a pretty good idea how tomorrow's going to go. You have a pretty good idea what you're going to eat, what you're going to do. You see? And so he's, I'm going to work out. No, no, you got to be real specific. I'm going to work out at eight in the morning before I go to work. I'm going to do, you know, a hundred pushups or I'm going to do 10 pushups, whatever your, your goal is. I'm going to jump rope for five minutes, whatever the goal is. <clears throat> Specificity is your friend. You need to be very specific about what you're going to do, when you're going to do it and how that's going to fit into your day. Again, and program yourself then there's a technique we use, read a rehearsal technique. So you'd want to rehearse that and put that into your day, into your procedural memory. That way increases the chances. But again, the simple answer is first focus on consistency by reducing the exercise down to something very simple that you actually, maybe you don't even look forward to it necessarily, but you don't dread it, right? We want to make, we want to set you up for success. Make it as simple as possible. I'll give you an example. I'm on 29 weeks. I've been doing this no, 24 weeks. Uh, I hurt my shoulder about four years ago doing a push-up, and I, I couldn't do push-ups because this little nerve thing got impinged. So over you know three four years, I got two three years. I got very weak, you know, because I really couldn't do any any muscle work at all. And so finally, I'm like, what am I going to do? And it was exactly this question. And I said, I want to start doing push-ups. So I started doing the push-up bars. That was more comfortable for me. And I was like, I'm going to start with five. And five was hard for me to do. I was, I was getting that weak. And, um, and then I was like every week, so I do a Monday through Friday and every week I add one more. Okay. And so here I am now, it's up to 29, you know, but, but it's like, do you have the ability to think in that kind of time frame? You know, um, that's it. And you don't most likely because you think like a dieter, you know what I mean? I'm telling you that time frame that you think in is the biggest, you're in a mental prison that the diets put there for you. And the primary, the walls of that prison are your time frames that you think in. You think in extremely short time frames. And so because you think it's a short time frame, I have to get results quick. You have to do extreme things and extreme things are very difficult to be consistent with or maintain. You see? So if you can extend that time frame, again, what you can accomplish over a year is tremendous. You know, when you break it down strategically. So here I'll be in a year, the path I'm going on, you know, I'll be at, you know, I don't know what, 55, 55 pushups a day, you know, starting from five. That's amazing to me. You know, did it make me jacked? Am I, am I, did I get the greatest results ever? I mean, I guess maybe not visually, but, but inside I feel so proud and amazed with myself. Do you know what I mean? So again, I'm getting into all this stuff. I hope it's ringing some bells. Let me just say this real quick too. Um, so I gotta get out here in a few minutes, but if you're not in my world, and, and, and I mean by that is email world, go to my bio, you know, click my little face up at the top left there, click the bio, click the link in my bio and go get the hypnosis session I give you guys, okay? It's called the New Thin Me. It's a kickstart session. It's free. It's all free. Um, it's about 10 minutes, but it'll, it'll inspire you, and it'll inspire you in probably a way you've never been inspired to lose weight. Um, it'll really clarify and connect you to your gold dream body 
And I think you'll feel a natural motivation for that. But go, go check that out. And then more importantly, I give you a training right after that, three steps to master your weight. I really suggest you watch it. it it'll really give you a whole new paradigm to think about your weight loss. And, um, and then I email you every day, um, coaching emails. Okay, so I'm here to help you folks. Okay, I do have a program too that I sell, but um, you know, that, that, that stuff I just mentioned is all free. Um, and I mean, I got a new training I'm going to give you as well. Uh, I hit my goal weight yesterday. I lost 36 pounds. Monica, congratulations. Quite an accomplishment. Great, great, great job. But now, now, the, now the work starts, right? Okay, it, it doesn't start. It continues. One big mistake people make is they think of their goal weight as a finish line. And I want you to change that right now because I want you to keep yourself at your goal weight for the rest of your life on near autopilot. That's always my goal. I suggest that for all of you. Stop thinking your goal is to lose weight and start reframing that goal as I want to get back to my goal weight and live the rest of my life in my goal weight on near autopilot because that's actually what you want. And your subconscious mind is very literal. So you need to be very specific about what you want. Just like I was talking about procedural memory, right? You got to be very, very specific. Same thing with your goals. Wanting to lose weight. If all you want to do is lose weight, I bet what that's caused for you is that you lose weight and then you put it back on. Then you lose weight and you put it back on. Because what? All you want to do is lose weight. You can't keep losing weight. So you lose weight and then you put it back on. You lose weight because that's all you focus on. That's the dieter's mantra. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. You've got to stop saying that. You don't just want to lose weight. Lots of people have lost weight and then put it back on. Is that all you want to do? Just, just lose the weight so they can put it back on? No. You need to be specific with your subconscious mind and everything becomes a lot easier. Your goal is to get back to your goal weight and live the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot. You want it to be easy, automatic, intuitive for you. Okay? Be specific about that. Um, what's your take on intuitive eating? I just answered that. I think you were the same person who asked that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, congrats. That's a big, that's a big accomplishment. It's so great. I see intuitive eating may not be the best way to accomplish a, a healthy lifestyle. Um, again, eventually it is like, like now I, I can trust my intuitions. I don't really think of it so much that way. I think of it more like kind of subconscious programming, but, um, intuition is kind of what people mean when they say that I think in general anyways. Um, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta train them first, but now I can trust myself. I trust my intuitions the way that I think about like candy, for example, which isn't to say that I never eat candy. I do eat it sometimes, but I don't want to eat it all the time. I, um, cause of the way I think about it, you know, my intuitions about candy, uh, caused me to have a lower desire for it than I used to have when I used to think differently about it, when I used to have different intuitions, you see, and then how I eat, you know, different foods and how I eat in general, all that stuff is very intuitive to me now. Now it's just kind of automatic. So again, I, I think intuitive eating is, is a good goal to focus on, but I don't think you can just your intuitions suck right now, <laughs> you know? And again, I don't want to conflate, like, again, there's intuitions and there's listening to your body. Th those are two separate things in my, my world. Um, so I do want you to instantly start listening to your body. Um, but the, the listening you're going to do initially is, is kind of negative listening. It's listening when you overeat, eat the wrong thing, eat too much. Um, it's these types of things. And then sitting with yourself and really being mindful and connected to what that consequence is. How does it feel? when you eat a lot of sugar, when you eat a lot of carbs, and you eat a lot of fast food, junk food, whatever. Um, five, 10 minutes after you're done, how does it feel mentally, emotionally, physically? You know, And if you do that, what happens is it starts to reframe what you associate to those foods. Because right now, listen, let me, let me sum up Program Yourself then in a nutshell here. Um, what most diets do is you're not changing anything subconsciously. You're not changing the way you think about food. You're just forcing yourself to eat differently. And so you, know, you start keto, for example. Um, and you say, okay, no carbs, but subconsciously you love carbs. 
You know what I mean? Like, like, okay, no carbs today, but then the noon comes and you're thinking about cookies. And nighttime comes and you're thinking about eating potato chips and pretzels, you know? So it's like you haven't changed any of the subconscious associations you have to carbs. You still crave them as much as you ever have, but you're just trying to stop yourself now. That's a horrible way to try and change your behaviors. So with Program Yourself Thin, we reframe how you think about foods. We change the way that you feel about them and what you associate to them. So that instead of, you know, feeling an intense desire and craving for cookies, you feel a calm indifference. Well, as you can imagine, that makes it way easier to be in control of how you eat them, you know? Um, but, but that distinction is really important. Um, yeah, you're so thrilled. That's a great job. Great job losing that weight. Um, let's see. What someone say? I'm going there now. Thank you. I need help. Yeah, Nicole, go check it out. Get it. I'll help you out. I help all you out for free. You know what I mean? I do have a coaching program. You can work with me, you know what I mean? And invest in, you know, in the, in the program. Um, I think it's the best program, you know, in the world, you know, for, for weight mastery, um, without question and being able to work with me is is probably one of the most valuable things you would ever do with your weight um no doubt about it you know there aren't too many people on the planet that do what i do to be honest um pretty much if, if you want to summarize it pretty much every every weight loss plan out there and tell me this isn't true for you every every diet every workout every dietitian plan every single thing you've experienced up till now with your weight loss has been someone telling you what to do and then it's up to you to f try and force yourself to do it, try to get yourself to do it. No one ever teaches you how to get yourself to do the things you want to do. You see, this is the trap you're in. This is that diet trap. You're, you're to, to summarize it, wait, like, like you need to stop focusing on information and you need to kind of look inwards and start to focus on transformation. Th that's the missing piece. You have no strategies to influence your thinking, how you feel, um, your behaviors. You've got willpower and that's it. And it's not enough. You know, just, just judging by the results. And it's not just you. I'm not picking on you. 95% of people that lose weight on a diet, put it back on. The, the diets don't work. It's, it's uh, again, I'm not saying the diets have something helpful to offer. I mean, they all got a philosophy that, that all is usually, if like you follow the diet perfectly, you'll usually get results. The problem isn't the plan. The problem is that you can't get yourself to follow it. Really what weight loss comes down to, weight mastery especially, is being able to change your behaviors. You know, you're thinking about the weight loss process wrong. You think it's hard because food is really good and you're, you feel deprived that you're not eating it. That, that is a part of it, but it's a small part. The bigger part is that you're trying to change automated behaviors that you've trained yourself into. So let me put it in a different way. Losing weight, the reason it's hard for you, it would be like the equivalent metaphorically. If you woke up tomorrow and you said, you know what, today I'm going to use my computer mouse with my other hand. I'm going to hold my phone with my other hand and scroll with my other hand. Okay, I'm going to brush my teeth with my other hand. Now you could do it, right? You know how to do it. But to do those things would take a tremendous amount of conscious effort, right? Which is willpower, by the way. That's your prefrontal cortex. So willpower, focus, all of those things. Um, you could do it. You could use your, your phone with the other hand. You could use your mouse with the other hand. But it takes lots and lots of concentration and energy. And you would quickly find out that you were getting pissed off because you, your brain doesn't like that. Your brain likes to do things on autopilot. And so this is why dieting is so hard because you're trying to all of a sudden one day completely eat different. You know, they estimate we make over 200 food decisions a day. And so all of a sudden you're, this thing you used to do on autopilot, now you're doing completely consciously. And for most of us, we're already kind of, you know, up to here with life, right? We're, we're kind of stressed, we're, we're busy. You know, we don't have the, the bandwidth to change all these things, you know? And so again, most dieters overcorrect and do too much too quick and they can't stick with it. Um, but again, at, at the core level, you really don't understand behavioral change. You think it's a matter of just do it, just force myself to do it. And that's completely wrong. 
Okay. It makes much more sense to have strategies to be able to program and influence your subconscious mind so that you automatically do the things that keep you at your goal weight. So it's a fundamentally different approach. And um, it just makes a lot more sense. Listen, programming self dim was designed from studying people that successfully lost weight. How'd they do it? Not what they did, but what was going on inside their heads that got them to continue doing it. I figured this whole process out primarily because I began studying people that lost weight and kept off for at least two years. And I would talk to them. I said, what, what was going on? What were the moments that really kind of moved you along in the path? Again, not, not what'd you eat? What'd you exercise? Stop asking people that shit. Knowing what to eat is not your problem, folks. Like if you were a robot and you typed in what you're going to eat all day and then you just ate that, you'd have no problem losing weight. Problem is you intend to eat a certain way and then the afternoon comes and you end up eating the cookies and you don't know why. And you have no idea. Again, to just drive the point home, like here you are decades, decades into trying to lose weight. And the truth is you have as little, you have as little idea and knowledge about how to lose weight now as you did before you started your first diet. That's the scary part, you know, because again, I have conversations with people in 70s, 80s that still want to lose weight, you know, so you, you don't you don't just automatically learn this at some point unless you make a, 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 a intentional choice to go about it differently. You've got to approach this in a different way. And again, I, I show you the way I think is the best that I can promise you at the very least it'll be different than anything you've seen. OK, so go opt in there, get the hypnosis, but watch that training. It's about a half hour. It'll change the way you think about weight loss. And it'll point out, even if you don't, you're buying my thing, fine. But it'll let, it'll let you realize why the diets aren't working. Because you're just spinning your wheels. I don't know you, and I know you keep spinning your wheels. You keep trying the same diet over and over. You know? It's like, oh, keto worked for me 10 years ago. <laughs> like, I'm trying to get it again. It's like, no, it's not going to work. It's not going to work, you know? Um, no, it's already happy to be alive. It's fine. Um, did you mention procedural memory earlier? I did. I did. Um, is it possible to manifest a specific person that's interesting um i you know my thoughts on that are is that if you want to manifest a specific person that you think about who you need to be in order to attract that person i do believe that and so i'm going to imagine the person you want now by the way i think this is another good reason that uh you know most people's motivation to lose weight is they want to look better you know but i think the ideal person you imagine is someone that it's beyond just this physical attraction. There's some real mental, emotional, spiritual kind of connection almost. And so I think the more, the happier you are with yourself, the more calm and relaxed and you know at peace you are with yourself, I think the more likely you are to kind of bring a person that wants that in, into your life. So do I think it's possible? I do, but again, I manifested that myself. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. Um, I might be biased. <laughs> um. Not that kind of live. <laughs> I don't mind talking about that though. I love manifestation. I'm a big fan of it. And um, I just was about to make a video on manifestation, manifesting your, your goal weight. Um, I'm working on that one because I I like I like aspects of law of attraction a lot, but I definitely think it, I think it's it's um it's incomplete is what I think. Uh, you know, like so program yourself then right. The, a, a core part of the program is the program yourself then technique, the redo rehearsal technique. So the rehearsal technique, if you ever watch any of my videos, the ones that are like, imagine waking up tomorrow morning at your goal weight, right? That's like the rehearsal technique. And so we do this every night in the program. It takes about a minute or two. But the redo technique is kind of reflect on your day. And if there's a behavior you're not happy with, you kind of redo it as the person you want to be. And then tomorrow you imagine you rehearse the day as being the person you want to be. So it's, it's law of attraction in that way. But where I think law of attraction gets it wrong is I think they just they almost imply that if you just imagine yourself being the person you want to be, that you'll just become that person. Uh, I don't believe that. I don't think that's true. I think it's a good, I think it's a good piece of the puzzle that keeps you motivated. It does help to train you a bit. And I think it's valuable for a lot of reasons, 
But I think you need to also kind of zoom in and figure out, again, in the program, we figure out what are your worst eating habits specifically. And we need to have more detailed solutions than just imagining yourself as the person you want to be. We need to figure out where the problems are. You know, we don't just live, I don't think, in this you know, this imaginary world. I, maybe at some really like extreme point, but in a practical world, I think it's good to connect to that ideal weight you want to be and that person you want to be. But I think you also have to combine that with specifically figuring out what your legit challenges are. You know, maybe it's it's snacking at night, eating in the afternoon, um, you know, eating candy at work, whatever it may be. You have specific behaviors that are happening regularly that are the reason why you're overweight. And so instead of trying to change everything all at once, diet mentality, instead, let's strategically start with your worst eating habit because your worst, worst eating habit is showing up probably five to seven times a week, probably daily. And so instead of trying to change everything, let's just go to work on that habit. And then we want to use that, again, that visualization. We want to imagine the best version of you as often as we can, but then we want to put it into specific situations and contexts so that you can solve the, the specific problems you have that are keeping you overweight. And once you've resolved like your worst two to three eating habits, you're really close to your goal weight ultimately. Now, again, what am I saying? Because it's like, imagine this. If you got rid of your two worst eating habits, right? Whatever your two worst eating habits are that show up daily, weekly, okay? If those two habits disappeared from your life magically at this point, just magically disappeared, what would your weight be at one year from now? That's how you want to think about that, okay? And so... Anyways, that's just a little insight in the program, but that's kind of how it, how that works. Um, can you please talk about procedural memory a bit more? That's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? That's how your mind works. I mean, the computer metaphor for your mind, it's not complete. You know, we're not computers, but it's pretty a accurate for a lot of how our mind works. So program yourself then is literally the kind of computer metaphor that you have these behaviors that have been programmed into your subconscious mind. The, the clearest example of this on a good side is you're brushing your teeth. Right? You don't think about brushing your teeth. You just automatically do it at the times you do it. And you don't even think about it. It's 90% just automated. And you just do it. You might even forget they even did it sometimes. Okay? So you do it the exact same way every time. You do it the exact same place. It's, it's, very, it's, it's in your procedural memory. And so now it just runs automatically. And so it's, it's interesting to start looking at your eating behaviors the same way. See, because if you don't look at your eating behaviors as patterns, as habits, it starts to feel overwhelming. Right. If you think to yourself, oh, God, every night I, I'm overeating every night. And I got to stop myself every night from overeating. If you think of it that way, it just feels so overwhelming. But if you start to realize I have to change one habit to make a dramatic difference in my weight. And that one habit is eating at night. By the way, that was my habit. I used to eat dinner, take an hour off, and then I'd eat pretty much the rest of the night. And so um, that was the first habit I attacked. And I, you know, by the way, you're not even going to understand this probably because without the context, but um you know, again, you think like, oh, okay, my eating, my habit is eating at night. I'm going to stop that, right? Again, that willpower diet approach. No, you got to understand it first. Awareness precedes change in this model because we want to understand why the habit's there because sometimes there's real reasons why it's there. We got to deal with that. Um, sometimes not. Sometimes it's just literally just a habit, but um, we want to understand it. What's going on here first? Because the more awareness we have and the more we understand what's causing this, the more strategic we can be and creating a real solution for it, an antidote. So you don't even know that way of thinking because you're just used to the willpower always. You And you think, by the way, because it's like if I say, you know, how long you want to keep the weight off for? Forever. That's what you say. But can you imagine yourself doing keto forever? Counting points forever? 
you know, doing that stuff forever, a lot of times that freak you out, you know? So again, what we want to do is say, how can I live at my goal weight on near autopilot? And the way to do that is really to, again, program in behaviors that keep you at your goal weight that run on autopilot. And again, procedural memory is just how your brain works. If you really are honest with yourself, you're going to realize you've got these, you just, you live your life in a pattern. You're not, <laughs> you're not just spontaneous. Every day is just totally different. You're not totally eating totally different foods every day, eating at different times of the day, eating in different places. You know what I mean? Like, like that's not how our brains work. Our brain wants to keep everything the same because it wants to conserve energy. So we do what we did. And so once you understand this, you can use this to start approaching your weight mastery strategically, which you, you have never done because all the diets just train you to do use a tactic. Every diet is, is the one thing exercise, right? Think about this. They're appealing to people that are over, you know, overwhelmed, they're exhausted, they're frustrated with their weight, all the rest of it. So all the diets, what they seek to do with their marketing and with their plans is to make, they build it around one thing, right? Have you not noticed this? Just stop eating carbs. Just don't eat for 16 hours. Just count your points. Just eat Mediterranean food. Just eat meat. Just eat vegetables. Don't eat fat. It's always one thing, right? Why do they do that? Because they want to make it seem conceptually as simple as possible so that you don't feel overwhelmed by it, you know? And it's a trick. It's, it's Again, these diets are like carnival games. You know, they make it seem as easy as possible, but it's not. And I think you got to recognize that, you know? Stop looking for the easy fix. There is no easy fix. We're talking about behavioral change. We're talking about inside-out transformation. If you want to change your weight and live at that weight for the rest of your life, how are you going to be the same person who's been overweight for 20 years and now magically you're you're at your ideal weight without you changing on the inside somehow, without changing how you think about food, about yourself, about your life, about your habits, without having different habits, without responding emotionally differently than you used to. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. You know, I was going to get on semaglutide. Yeah, you know, I, I have clients on that. It, it's certainly not a miracle that they're putting it out there as, you know, it's not. Um, and when it works, it works by... You know, they talk about cutting food noise out. It cuts the food noise out when it works because it makes you feel nauseous. You know, it's like that pill they used to have for alcoholics that they would take and if they drank, they get really sick, you know? And you think that's the answer, but it's not. I, I've got clients on it. You know what I mean? It's not. I, there's one person right in the program right now who's on it who wants to wean off it. And that's why they're in the program, you know, to learn how to genuinely um, deal with these things, you know? So again, um, I wish you the best if you do it, you know, but... Um, I was going to get on weight loss meds, but I changed my mind. Want to do a better approach? Yeah, Nicole. So I mean, if you're that serious, right? If you're if you're that that level, please go watch the training I put up, okay? Because it, it speaks to a lot of that. Because I know you feel hopeless right now. I know everyone on here. You've probably been trying to lose weight for decades. And by the way, tell me if this doesn't describe you. You know, listen. It's not it's not when you go on a diet and don't lose weight that's the problem. The worst thing that can happen to you and has that's happened to you that's led you to right now where you're at is when you have lost weight. It's when you put all that focus, energy, time into it and you lose the weight and then you put it back on. Most people can only handle a couple times of that. It's devastating, you know? And what ends up happening, and this is usually most of my clients, they're, they're always like, usually almost always 40 plus, you know, because you get to a point where you have so much experience that you now associate even losing weight, you associate to failure now. And now you get into this place where you're just stuck and you're like, you think about weight loss 24 hours a day but you can't get yourself to really do anything to make it happen. And a big part of that reason is because what you're really referencing are diets and you know the diets don't work for you. And the diets don't work for you because it's just a Band-Aid. 
you know, just someone telling you what to eat? Do you really think that's the core problem? Again, why, why semaglutide work? Because it cuts the, the food noise down. It cuts the brain signaling down. I've been focused on food noise for 30 years. What do you think causes more food noise than your internal dialogue, what you're saying to yourself all day long? You know, you don't even realize it. So what I would suggest, please, Nicole, is go, go watch the training. Because I know the only reason when people get to semaglutide, it's because you're desperate. Nothing, you don't know what to do anymore. You tried all the diets, none of them work. Why? Primarily, you have no way to influence your brain. You don't know how to turn the cravings down. You don't know how to turn the thoughts down in a supportive way. I know this is why. Um, and there's a lot of strategy you can learn, you know? Again, I like to say, one of my favorite videos I make is, is when I talk about, you have to practice being thin and healthy. Practice it. Because the diet set up this bullshit idea that you're just going to start one day and just be perfect until you get to your goal weight. And there's no sense of practicing, growing, evolving, becoming the person you want to be, learning, learning how to lose weight. What do I mean by that? I'm not talking about what you should eat and not eat even. I'm talking about how do you practice and learn how to think like a person who's thin and healthy. You've got an overweight mindset and a diet mindset. Right? Is that all or nothing thing? Your overweight mindset is the nothing thing when you're just kind of floating about life. That's how you'd naturally keep the weight on. That's your overweight thinking. And then you got your diet mindset when you go all. And that's all you do. You keep flip-flopping between overweight and diet, overweight and diet. How do you think like a thin, healthy person? And now you're flummoxed. There's a vacuum there. You notice that? You notice how there's no... So she has a meditation. You know, so your mind just clears out, right? How do you think like a thin, healthy person? You don't have any clue because you never think about that. Again, Nicole, I already know you enough to know that you're an overthinker and you are obsessively thinking about what's wrong with me. Why can't I lose the weight? Why can't I stick to the plan? Why do I keep eating bullshit? Why can't I eat healthier? And it's all focused on the problem. You are never using all that energy to say, how do I want to feel? Who do I want to be? Who's the best Nicole? How can I make weight loss easy and enjoyable? How can I have fun with the process? How can I live in my goal way for the rest of my life? How can I eat healthier? You're never asking those questions, you know? And so, you know, how could you ever create that mindset that you truly want? That's the true answer. Because again, the semaglutide, I'm not knocking it. I, I, I'm here to be supportive. Um, but again, it's another Band-Aid. It doesn't solve the core problem. You know, that, that, that's a, a lifelong thing you're going to be on, you know, potentially. And um, that's how I feel about it. I honestly feel hopeless with weight loss. I don't feel it will ever happen. Not make, no, it's not excuses, Jasmine. I, 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 I know you feel that way. I know that. I know that's how pretty much if anyone's honest with themselves, that's how they truly feel. That's why you're not truly motivated because you don't believe you can do it. And you don't believe you can do it because you've never learned a real way to approach it. This is why I'm, I'm literally begging you folks. Go watch the training. It's free. It's a half hour. You're sitting here listening to me. The training's better because I put it into, like here I'm bouncing all over the place. The training I do, it's a systematic here. Look at this. It'll all be things you have never thought of. It'll shine a light on reasons why you haven't been able to stick to a plan, um, why you do fall off track and, and how your approach, it's not you. That's all. Let me just end it with this. It's not you. The reason you can't lose weight is not you. It's not because you don't have willpower. It's not because you're a weak person. It's because you have a horseshit strategy, which is to say you have no strategy. A diet is not a strategy. It's a, it's a tactic. Don't eat carbs. The flip side of don't eat carbs is learn how to eat completely different starting tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? Like that sounds a lot harder and that's actually what it is. So again, the whole approach is, is horse shit, but please go watch the training. You know, as I promise you will feel some hope. Okay. And, and that's what I can promise you guaranteed. Okay. So go, go to my bio, click that link, get the hypnosis session, but watch that training. Okay. And I got another training coming off, um, coming up soon, the weight mastery pyramid. And if you get on the email list, I, you'll, you'll I'll do that for free too. Okay. You're going to get that. 
Um, I love hearing you speak. It's inspiring. Yeah, Jasmine, go watch the training. Good, good, good. And I want you to remember that feeling, Jasmine, because again, what am I saying? All I'm saying is things that I know that you don't know. And if you knew what I know, if you had my brain and your body, we'd start losing weight right now, instantly. And you can too. You just, you have no, you have literally no strategy. You have no path ahead of you. You, you don't even know what the weight mastery path is. Okay. And this is what I share with you for free. You know, I'm not, I'm not it, it's free. I don't, I don't know what else to do, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? My mission is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight. And uh, it's harder than you think. It's harder than you think because people, I don't know what, I don't know. They just won't do it um, as much as I want them to. But all right, I got to get out of here. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a great day. Um, the podcast is Program Yourself Then. Uh, and, you know, obviously, uh, TikTok always on there making new videos. Uh, if you have any questions, you can mess me through TikTok. Send me an email, Jim, at Program Yourself. Then, um, again, have, have a great day. And thank you very much. See you later. Bye.